Hey fans and followers, how are you today? This is Jen Pipe and I'm coming at you today from the Arate Today podcast. This is the place where personal development meets personal responsibility and where I help you live your best life. So this is episode four today, but before I launch into the episode, I just want to do a little housekeeping. Um, I want to tell you that I'm, I'm really humbled and I'm grateful for the listeners and for the buzz. Um, this past month has been a really awesome labor of love for me. There's been a tremendous learning curve. I've taught myself all kinds of new things. Um, it's been exciting and exhilarating and a little bit fear-inducing. So, so happy to be here with you. I see great things in the future for this podcast and for the corresponding blog. Um, so I, I'm here today to ask you a favor. Now, many of you may or may not know that ratings in iTunes and how they roll out the podcast and how you get publicity and popularity, it's through downloads and subscriptions. So I want to ask you a favor for this and previous and any future podcasts is that when you're listening, try and make sure you're listening in iTunes, not on your computer's MP3 player, but actually go into iTunes, pull me up, listen to the episodes there. And then I really and truly need you to download the episodes. So you can download and listen later. You can download and delete later, whatever. But make sure you're clicking the free button that is next to the episode name. That's going to download the file onto your computer. If you're on a Mac or an iPhone, it will go right into iTunes. If you're on a PC, it will probably go into like QuickTime Player or another type of media player, whatever you have installed on your computer. Um, but those are critical. And where I am just a small voice in this wheel and I don't have any major media contacts or PR um, or any sort of mar massive marketing budget, it's word of mouth. So I would really appreciate you guys doing that. While you're in there, also hit subscribe. It will help you keep posted of future episodes. Um, you'll get notification that something is new. And um, I just want to tell you, I'm really grateful in advance for helping with this. Um, you know, again, you're helping me help you and to help others who may need this. And I can't be of service to people in the way I want to if they don't know that I exist. So again, many thanks in advance. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful and uh, I'm so happy that you're going to help me out with this. So episode four today. Uh, last time we answered a listener question regarding divorce and communication with teens in the wake of divorce. And um, I'm going to go back to that this week. I had a bunch of listeners actually communicate to me that balance is an issue in their life. And so they were looking for some advice on how to create a more balanced life for themselves and for their families. So I'm going to tackle this today and um, we'll just take it from the top. So in terms of balance, I mean, I, I honestly don't think that there's probably a more timely or more relevant concern in our society. Um, we're inundated with information. We're an extremely distracted society. Um, on average, we're hitting distractions, you know, every three minutes or so, whether it be through cell phone or phone call or social media. And then uh, research shows that it takes up to 11 minutes to get refocused. So if balance is your priority and you're constantly being distracted, then that's going to wreak havoc on your life. Um, balance, as you know, is, is a delicate thing. So any slight changes or modifications to a routine can throw your whole balance askew. So one minute you're feeling balanced, you get off track. The next minute you're feeling chaotic and frenetic. So I want everyone to keep in mind today that 
the information that I'm giving you, I'm trying to be as um, helpful as possible for the, the broad you know, people that are listening here, but balanced for me doesn't necessarily mean balanced for you. So I'm planning on giving you my top five tips for creating more balance in your life. You may only enjoy two of them, or you may try the first three, but not hit your stride until you hear four and five. You might mix and match. So the thing I want you to really start listening about, um, thinking about off the top of your head is how do you define balance? So for me, I define it as a grounding that comes from having control over the various areas of your life. So when I feel like my heart and my mind and my soul and my physical being aren't being yanked too hard in multiple directions simultaneously, that's when I feel balance. And when I think of balance, I consider the act of balance as a marathon and not a sprint. So this is something that I still work on. It's something that I know many of you still work on. And it's, it's an evolving, it's a flow. And you may not master it in a week. You may not master it in a month. You may not master it in a year. It might be an ongoing process that you need to refine and hone based on what else is going on in your life. So just know that shuffling and reorganizing and reprioritizing until you get it right is perfectly okay. Um, when we're going through this discussion, I think I want to preface it by saying that I hope you'll give consideration to what I consider to be the seven key areas of your life. Those are work or business, family and free time, um, societal or philanthropic giving back, spiritual, financial, health, and personal growth, growth and development. So I think it's very important that you be honest and upfront with yourself and get very clear on whether or not you are paying attention to these areas of your life, whether or not they all hold relevance for you. Um, give it some thought. Think about it. Are you uber work focused at the expense of your family and perhaps your health when that's not exactly what you want to be? Are you too family-centric at the expense of your societal and maybe philanthropic, philanthropic obligations? So are you um, too focused on what's happening under your own roof and you're not at all focused with what's going on outside? So then once you give those seven areas consideration and you really think about that and maybe prioritize them in the order of importance to you and your family, then you can drill down a bit to the intrinsic versus extrinsic categories. And oftentimes people focus on more, more on one side of that than the other. So as I talk, which one are you focusing on? Are you focusing on intrinsic values or are you focusing more on extrinsic values? And how is that impacting your life? So intrinsic values can be categorized as the self. That's how I view it. So it's your heart, your mind, your soul, your goals, your desires. So it's the things that happen inside, right? It's your driving force. Extrinsic are the external things. It's work. It's your outside relationships. It's your activities. So which one do you focus the most on? Are you focusing mostly on extrinsic at the expense of your intrinsic values or are you so extrinsically focused that you've forgotten who you are to the core, right? You can also be too intrinsically focused and reflective 
And that means that you're potentially missing out on the experience of living your life. Um, can you say with great honesty and certainty that you're balanced and grounded? What needs to be worked on? Most of us have at least some work to do in at least one of these areas, and I'm no exception to that. Um, I, so, you know, I've given this question some consideration, and I feel like the best way to tackle this um, at least initially, is with my top five tips. Now, balance is a topic that I can do multiple podcasts on, and I probably will over the course of this um, journey. But for right now, top five. So if you have a pen handy, great. If not, you know, try and come back to it later when you can give it some thought. But my first tip is to make sure that you're preparing and you're planning, okay? You can never, ever, ever under underestimate the power of a good plan. And in each area of your life that we talked about, I would definitely recommend planning out your daily, your weekly, your monthly tasks, both large and small, that will help you to reach your goals. So don't underestimate the power of that. And in terms of coming up with a plan, write it down. Don't just keep it in your head. So for me, I've discovered personally that, you know, when people say, what does your life look like five years from now? Or what does your 10-year plan look like? Um, I, I really don't like that. I've discovered that I hate the five and 10-year plans because then what happens in my life is that I get so focused on this big, scary, audacious, woolly mammoth of a goal that I forget about the importance of the day-to-day -day and all of the little wins that come along with it. Um, an example of that would be uh, my network marketing business. So started this business about four, four and a half years ago. And obviously, um, network marketing is all about relationship building. It's about building teams of people. It's about, you know, B2B, B2C. And it's about setting typically big life goals, right? The goal is to have this income stream that carries you. Um, and so I got caught up in that five and 10 year plan and with me, it was, you know, I want to have seven-figure income. I want to be retired by the time I'm 50. You know, I want to have this. I want to have that. Thinking in terms of that paralyzed me. So for me, the one-month, the three-month, the six-month goals are much more important, and they're a better indicator of how I'm doing than the five- or ten-year plans. So figure out what works best for you. Once you have clarity around the what and the how, the what you want and how you're going to get it, you need to prepare for all of the external stuff that might derail you. So what are some of the fears or the worries or the negative self-talk that's going to hold you hostage? What are the daily distractions and temptations that derail your success? Think about it. The Facebook, the TV watching for hours on end, the time you spend gossiping or talking about other people, the junk food that's derailing your health success or your ideal weight loss. So try and get ahead of those gremlins and really be proactive with your solutions and your workarounds for them, okay? Um, number two is I really want you to pay attention to your results. So what results are you currently producing? Because results, despite what you think, do not lie. Results don't lie. So you either have a fulfilling relationship with your spouse or you don't. You're either at your ideal weight or you're not. You're either making time for your hobbies and your family and the things that are important to you 
or you're filling your calendar up with other things. So really, really take time to focus on giving up the excuses and the justifications and focus on changing your behavior, okay? Again, results do not lie. I want you to, and I learned this actually in a coaching program that I did. It was a personal development program. And I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you to look at your calendar and your bank statements as two of your biggest guideposts. So for example, let's say that you tell everyone that you want to be more present for your kids and family is of paramount importance to you and you're a family man in the boardroom and rah, rah, rah. But then you pull up your calendar either on your iPhone or on your computer or on the wall in the kitchen and you're never there because you're filling your life with board meetings and bunko and you know schmoozing clients all the time. So key priority in this section is that your actions need to be in alignment with your values. Excuse me. <coughs> so you know, let's say again, you've established that you want to save money for a vacation or a vacation home, but your bank statement is showing that you have frivolous expenses all of the time, like Starbucks and tchotchkes. So what you're doing is, in effect, you're sacrificing the later for the impulse of the now, right? Think about weight loss. So you want to lose weight, you want to be healthy, you want to be fit, you want to be at your optimal self, but you're eating at McDonald's every day for lunch, or you're drinking four glasses of wine at night. Those are things that are derailing your success. So how can you put your actions in alignments with your values to get better results, okay? If your calendar and your bank statement aren't in alignment with your values and goals, you need to take ownership of that and make some changes. Very important. Number three, I really want to encourage everyone to be present and to be mindful, Nothing can throw you off kilter like multitasking and distractions, okay? Protect your time. Really, truly protect your time. Time is your most valuable yet non-renewable resource. So how are you spending that time, okay? Take the time when you're going through your day to schedule appointments with yourself that are of value, Take the time to schedule an appointment to the gym or a massage or to watch your kids um, perform in the musical that they're in. Shut your office door. You know, put a do not disturb sign up there. Turn off your phone. Tell people you're unavailable. Set office hours. And this is a big sticking point for my husband and I. I work from home, and so anybody else who's a self-employed entrepreneur knows that we don't just work 40 hours a week. We don't work 50 hours a week. We probably work 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And, you know, the times that I make myself available for my kids, because my kids are of utmost importance to me, is, you know, after school. I'm helping with homework. I'm driving to sports. I'm watching games. Um, I'm going to school things. I'm making that up at night, which is typically time that I would be spending with my husband and time that we have to reconnect. He has a job where he is in high demand, um, he's in demand all day during the day, putting out fires, dealing with other people's things. And then he's getting phone calls at dinner time about a problem or, you know, this kid needs help with this or this college isn't looking at my son or why isn't my daughter nominated for player of the year? And, you know, why is the hockey rink being turned into a lacrosse um, turf already? You know, just 
things are constantly gnawing at him. So we have ongoing discussions about we need to start setting up office hours. You know, we need to make time for us because us is important and we need to find a way to effectively do that. We can be off the grid for a little while. The world will not end. And so, you know, that's kind of our commitment to ourselves. We need to find a way because we are of utmost importance to make everything else kind of work around that. Um, just really stop multitasking. It's a lie. Okay. Your brain cannot do two or more of the same kinds of things at once. Okay. Yes. You can walk and you can chew gum, right? You can walk and you can sing or you can walk and you can talk, but you cannot watch TV and listen to a conference call because you're either tuning into the TV or to the conference call and things are getting lost in translation. I can't record this episode if I'm on Facebook. I need to be present. I need to be focused, right? You shouldn't be listening to this podcast when you're trying to tune in to a spreadsheet at the office. You can only focus on one mental task at a time, okay? I think about the gym, and when I go to the gym, a lot of the times, you know, I see the people who are really intense and they're working out like crazy and they're busting their asses and, you know, they know they have an hour and they're going to give it their all. They're all in, right? And then you see the people that are just kind of like loafing, you know, they're sort of hanging out on the treadmill, but they're on a phone call and they're talking about what's happening on TV or they're so focused on CNN, on the tube, that they can't focus on getting their legs moving at an optimum rate and getting their heart rate up. So... Another thing is, and I see this a lot, my kids play sports, I'm at a lot of sporting events, I see a lot of parents bringing work to their kids' sporting events or to the kids' concerts or presentations. Um, You know, people are working on spreadsheets or dissertations or taking conference calls. When you do that, you're neither fully present for your work that you're bringing with you, and you're certainly not fully present for your kids. So you're making sacrifices, and nothing is getting done adequately, right? If you're regularly doing those kinds of things, you're off balance. You're robbing yourself of balance and you're cheating either one side or the other out of your full attention. And in an event of your kids, it's usually your kids. Okay. So go back, think back to your values, think back to your calendar. Are they in alignment, right? If your kids are important on the weekend, then work has to wait. You know, maybe it has to wait until they're in bed, but really, really keep your values in alignment and make sure that they are the focus, okay? Um, Don't double book your life. Stop. Stop doing it. It's a lie, okay? Give the task or the project or the person that is in front of you that is the most pressing your undivided attention. And really start, this is a takeaway, and this is something I want you to implement right away. Start single tasking instead, okay? It's the most effective thing you can do, and it will help restore balance in your life, okay? Number four, Delegate and outsource. Scary thought for some, okay? I sometimes have issues with it. I am a recovering perfectionist and no one can do things like me, right? If I want something done right, I need to do it myself. No, wrong, wrong. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. You don't have to do it all. Do the things you're good at or the things you're passionate about or the things you love and get rid of the rest, Just get rid of it. Find a way to delegate it or to outsource it. If family and free time is something that's paramount to you, then why are you spending half of your weekend washing your windows, taking care of the siding, or cleaning your car? 
Why aren't you spending time with your family and having some free time? Unless you love washing those windows and cleaning your siding and taking care of the car, outsource it, okay? Our neighbors, they sometimes make fun of us because we outsource, right? Um, you know, we don't have a huge yard. We often get it landscaped, especially in the fall when it's a mess with the leaves. Um, you know, minor house repairs, you know, electrical work or, you know, things that we could do ourselves, even painting. We pay for it. We pay someone else to do it. We're smart. You know, people don't need to make fun of that. We are smart because our quality of life is ultimately better, right? Think about that for a minute. Our quality of life is better because we have that time. For years, when the kids were small and I was working full-time in an office and my husband was working, we paid a cleaning lady, and we paid her $60 every two weeks, and it was the best money I ever spent, ever. I can say that unequivocally. It freed up my time. It saved those marital arguments over who was going to do the dishes, who was going to clean the carpet, who was going to scrub the toilet, and we could focus on our relationship instead of scrubbing the bathtub, right? Best $120 a month that we ever spent. My husband and I recently took a productivity course, and the presenter just reaffirmed this by talking about how you actually get paid to rest. So he gave the example, if he paid someone after a really long week to come and clean and detail his car in his driveway. So he paid this person $60, they showed up, they did the work. But in his mind, he made money on that transaction because he was able to unwind after his long week, he was able to reconnect with his spouse, and he was ultimately able to be more productive at the beginning of his next week because he gave his body and his mind some time to rest. So think about that. Money well spent, you know, what can you get rid of? Can you get rid of grocery shopping? Is it something that you hate to do? Would you rather pay an accountant to do your taxes and free up all of that time? Can you pay a landscaper? Can someone do your home repairs? You know, can you get an auto mechanic to change that battery or the windshield wipers? right? So think about that. What can you get rid of? It will restore balance to your life. And number five, number five I could talk about for probably an hour. It is the biggest and the most important tip for restoring balance in your life. I'm not going to share it with you today. You are going to have to go over to genpipe.com, click on my blog, and you're going to have to get the information there. I'll have the information up for you there's going to be a lot of takeaways. This is truly the most important thing that you will learn from this podcast today. It is easy, it's effective, and it will definitely change your life for the better. So head over to genpipe.com, take some time. This is information that will change your life. And for now, I'm going to grab a glass of water. My throat's a little sore today. And I am going to take some time to focus on the next big task on my list without multitasking. So I hope you guys have a great day, a great week. I hope you're on track to be your best selves. And again, genpipe.com is the place where most of this conversation will live. Leave some comments, share with your friends, be social, and I will catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much. This is Jen Pipe, over and out.